0: Good morning, Patriots. I hope you guys are having a great day. I've got a lot to share with you this morning. We're going to go as fast as we can. It's very uh, complicated information, kind of. It's a little bit more complex than what um, I don't know the one we normally uh, look at. But we're going to to do our best to read to expose what happened with the the Mike Ben's interview by Tucker and all that he exposed on for the C blank A. This is something that's so important for us to, to understand and for us to share. So this is what we're going to do today. So buckle up. You might want to take notes. Um, uh, I had encouraged you guys on the social media to watch the video, but I'm going to try to do a kind of a dive into it. And we've got like 40 minutes. <laughs> so that's what it's going to be quite a challenge for us to do today. All right. So let's get started. This is my website right here. Freedomforce.live. Freedomforce. Dot L I V E freedomforce.life So if you go over there, you'll find out all about our channel, all about what we do. We've been looking at the current events in the light of God's word since oh goodness, 2016. And we started the channel about 20 2018, actually. Uh we were supporting other channels, and then and then the Lord said, Okay, you start your own and, and really reveal how this is biblical. So if you are wanting to understand what God is doing, what he promised in his word, we are seeing his promises fulfilled in this great awakening. That's what's very, very exciting today. So we're going to go ahead and get started. And I'm hoping that my, uh, everything is hopping along here. If you can, okay, I want to make sure that you can see me and you can give me the thumbs up if you can see me. All right. So number uh, one, this is the this is the interview. You can find it if you want to on TuckerCarlson.com. And it's the one called Uncensored, the national security state and the inversion of democracy. OK, and this man right here, uh, his name is Mike Benz. He is a has a wealth of information. He's an a ex- unbelievable expert in this field. So let's just I want you to hear the
1: first few things he has to say on this topic, it's almost it's almost unbelievable. Um, and so if you could just walk us through how foreign policy establishment and defense contractors and, and DOD and, and just the whole cluster, the constellation of defense-related, publicly-funded institutions strip from us our freedom of speech.
2: Sure, you know, one of the easiest ways to actually start the story is really with the story of internet freedom. And it's switched from internet freedom to internet censorship because Free speech on the Internet was an instrument of statecraft, almost from the outset of the privatization of the Internet in 1991. Uh, We quickly discovered through the uh, efforts of the Defense Department, the State Department and our intelligence services, that people were using the internet to congregate on blogs and forums, and...
0: See, they intended, when he starts out, first crack at the bat, he is saying they intended it to be a control mechanism for us, but then... We ended up using it to connect with each other. That's exactly what we do right here on TV. What, what we do on FreedomForce.live. We all, all join together to share this information and get this information out. If you're not familiar with the Freedom Force Battalion, go to FreedomForce.live and you'll find all of our social media everywhere we are, Brideon, Rumble, we're on uh, different social media, we're on Twitter, all these different different channels where we join together and we speak we get this information out into the mainstream as fast as we possibly can and uh, to share the truth about it. And they cannot stop us. And that is the first thing that he has to say. So I took some notes and I'm going to read to you some of the notes that I took, uh, when I was going through it, because I'm like, this is such mammoth information. It's uh, and I, I can't just play the whole video for you. Um, so, um, he starts out saying that, um, there was the, uh, there was a there was a coup in Iran, okay, so he's already said that there's people are starting to blog, starting to communicate with each other, and there was a coup in Iran, and it was manipulated by the C blank A. And so, to they wanted to allow dissidents, okay, to use Twitter to take over the government. That's how they were using. This is back in two thousand eight, you guys, okay. So. They started saying, okay, these people are, are all congregating. How can we leverage that? How can we use that? And so they ended up using their, their people to, to get groups of dissidents. The problem is then there would be other people who would say, no, don't do that. That's, you know, you know, and they would come against them. Well, they would be silenced. Does it sound familiar that's exactly what we have experienced right and so that's what he he talks about there um he also talks about let me see if I can move forward to 2014 you fast forward we you know this is unfortunately what the C blank a does they go and they take over governments and they use the people to do it now you know you know we we see people all over the world marching in the streets and some of this has been controlled it you know, has been has been instigated by the C-blank A. For example, remember the Arab Spring and all of that? That was how basically Obama was utilizing the C-blank A to take over all these countries and to, and to topple these governments. And this has been their, their game plan all this time. What they, what they didn't expect is for the Lord to awaken the masses and for us to utilize this and to, and to bring in President Trump that's what they didn't expect. They didn't add, 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 uh, plan on that at all. Okay, right, so let's go ahead and I want you to hear about 20, I think at this point he talks about
2: 2014. Okay, if I can push the button. The dark web to be able to buy and tra- uh, sell goods anonymously, end-to-end encrypted chats. All of these things were created initially as DARPA projects or as joint CIA-NSA projects to be able to help intelligence-backed groups to overthrow governments that were causing a problem uh, to the Clinton administration or the Bush administration or the Obama administration. And this plan worked magically from about 1991 until about 2014 uh, when there began to be an about face on Internet freedom and its utility. Now, the high watermark of the sort of Internet free speech moment was the Arab Spring in 2011, 2012, when you had this One by one, all of the adversary governments of the Obama administration, Egypt, Tunisia, all began to be toppled in Facebook revolutions and Twitter revolutions. And you had the State Department working very closely with the social media companies to be able to keep social media online during those periods. There was a famous phone call from Google's Jared Cohen to Twitter to uh, not do their scheduled maintenance so that... uh, Dis- so that the preferred opposition group in Iran would be able to use Twitter uh, to, uh, to to win that election. So
0: you see how they have controlled social media, controlling Twitter to make sure that they they get the whatever they need so that they can can topple these governments. It's all been controlled by the CIA and they controlled the social media. Okay, and then he talks about. Crimea. This was in fast forwarding into 2014. Crimea joined the Russian Federation. They didn't want them to join the Russian Federation. They wanted Crimea to be part of, you know, their control under NATO. And they began to shut down Internet free speech. So uh, the fundamental he talks about the fundamental uh, 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 nature of war changed at that point, instead of it being about really guns and tanks It's about controlling the narrative. It's like, you know, the information war that we keep hearing. You know, obviously, Alex Jones has coined that phrase. This is what it is. It's an information war. Armageddon. This is the battle of Armageddon. It's the battle for the for the to remove the deception, to open the eyes of the people. This is. Uh, you know the information war is is really what Armageddon is. It's not about guns and tanks. We're not going to a, a battlefield in the Middle East to have a, a tactile war. We're having a war of 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 exposing the evil doers. And this is really President Trump just talked about this the other day. That you know we don't need to kill anybody. <laughs> Remember him saying that we don't need to kill anybody. We need to to work things out diplomatically. So anyway, so this is they said. Okay, fine, we'll do it will do that, yes, they still have to, they still have tactile wars, no doubt, but they are mostly taking over governments without firing a shot. Okay, so that's what he's talking about here. I think he's talking about Crimea here in just a second.
2: It was an inst- Free speech was an instrument of statecraft from the national security state to begin with. All of that architecture, all the NGOs, the relationships between the tech companies and the national security state had been long established for freedom. In 2014, after the coup in Ukraine, there was an unexpected counter-coup where Crimea and the Donbass broke away. And they broke away with essentially a military backstop that NATO was highly unprepared for at the time. They had one last Hail Mary chance, which was the Crimea annexation vote on uh, in, in 2014. Uh, and when the hearts and minds of the people of Crimea voted uh, to join the Russian Federation, that was the last straw for the concept of free speech on the Internet in the eyes of NATO. As they saw it, the fundamental nature of war changed at that moment. And NATO at that point declared something that they first called the Gerasimov Doctrine, which is named after this Russian military uh, general uh, who they claimed made a speech that the fundamental w- nature of war has changed. You don't need to win military skirmishes to take over Central and Eastern Europe. All you need to do is control the media and the social media ecosystem because that's what controls elections.
0: They're very good. Do you see how this guy, he's extremely intelligent. He is so well-versed in this information. And I wanted to make sure that you guys knew about this because I don't know how many of you guys really gotten to watch the video. It's, it's uh, over an hour long. Um, he, and they also said he also said that um, you have to take over the media and the social media. Uh, and the, the, um, so the Department of, uh, of Defense in England, I'm sorry, the Pentagon... And the Department of Defense in England and Brussels all joined together to, to do this. And uh, they said, we don't need any expensive wars. We just need to take over the social media. OK, so I want you to see that. And then one of the big ones that we know about more recently is 2016 with Brexit. Well, this caused them to be in panic. They're like, we have to shut down this social media. We have to do whatever we have we can uh, to stop the, this movement of these people joining together This is what they didn't expect was with our social media that we would join together and we would start to piece this together and awaken each other. They just did not expect that at all. Um, And so he said, we've got to. Oh, we're so scared. The Russian control of them hearts and minds. What is really the point of the Russian control? The Russian control, to be honest, is where Russia broke away from the globalists back in, I don't know, 1995, something like that. Remember when they went bankrupt because they, this is why they hate Putin so much because he, he said, we're, we're, we'll pay you off. We'll pay you back. We're going to have our own currency. We're not going to be led around by the nose by you. We're not going to have you uh, uh, control us and be, have your boot on our throats. This is why they hate Putin because he's not going to play their little game. He's it's, It's quite complex, but that's that's what he did. There's no doubt about that, that he he broke out and we know that he's been the instigator basically of BRICS, the BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, South uh, Africa, China and South Africa that have said, we are having our own currency. We're not having you control our currency. And that's what they were so upset about. They knew that if they allowed this, then they would lose control of the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, which is allowing them to control the currencies and control all the banks in every one of the countries. And this sure is the world. That's exactly what's happened. you got basically half the world is you doing the bricks now. All right. And so they would, all these financial stakeholders, all these, basically the the bloodlines who controlled the world through their thievery and their, 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 the, the monetary system, they realized this would be curtains for them. They should never have allowed social media. I just actually heard, and I just posted this video, this girl, amazing singer, uh, was singing, uh, the halo song by Beyonce with different words. And she was saying, you know, we're exposing what's." she was singing it. So I think it's going to, bypass the algorithms. She's a beautiful voice. She was saying that, you know, basically in the song that, um, we have social media now. And so we are exposing these things and they can't stop us. And we're showing what, you know, who does, which I'm not going to say their name, but you know who I'm talking about. All right. So I want you to see that. And then let's go fast forward to the 12 minute Mark. He starts talking about they, then they, uh, the territorial uh, acquisition. Sorry. <laughs> they admitted in. Um, I don't know what year it was, but the C-Blanc A admitted to rigging the Italian election with the mob. You know, but the mob in 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 Italy, they admitted to such. Let me see if I can hear him say that. I want you to, I want you to hear him say that.
2: Offer zones. And you know, st- starting in 1948, the national security state was really established then. You, know, you had the 1947 Act, which established the Central Intelligence Agency, you had uh, you know this, this new world order that had been created with all these international institutions, and you had the 1948 UN Declaration on Human Rights which forbid the territorial acquisition by military force. So you can no longer run a traditional military occupation government in the way that, that we could in 1898, for example, when we took the Philippines. Everything had to be done through a sort of political legitimization process whereby there's some ratification from the hearts and minds of people within the the country. Now, often that involves simply puppet politicians who are groomed as emerging leaders by our State Department, but the battle...
0: If he's, he's, he's red pill in the world <laughs> forgetting me being called red pill the world this man should be called red pill the world he's talking about how the state department sets up these Manchurian candidates okay just like just like we've always hear President Trump talking about the Manchurian candidates this is what they've set up all over the world if you haven't seen the movie Manchurian candidate definitely do so it's really eye-opening
2: battle for hearts and minds had been something that we had been giving ourselves a long moral license leash, if you will. Uh, since 1948, one of the godfathers of the CIA, George Kennan, at, uh, 12 days after we rigged the Italian election in 1948 by stuffing ballot boxes and working with the mob, he pub- published a memo called The Inauguration of Organized Political Warfare, where he said, listen, Uh, It's a mean old world out there. We at the CIA just rigged the Italian election. We had to do it because if if the communists won, maybe there'd never be another election in Italy again. So, uh, but... It's really effective, guys. Uh, We need a Department of Dirty Tricks to be able to do this around.
0: (laughs) Can you believe? Uh, You know, where have we been? I never knew anything about this. I'm so glad there's this guy who has been keeping up with all this. I had no idea that the C-Blank A had had agreed, had admitted that they rigged the Italian election and was proud to do so, say, this is what we have to do to save the world, you know, to save democracy around the world. We have to shut down the people and control the free speech and control the internet and control uh, you know, what they talk about amongst themselves because they're too stupid or whatever. You know, this is this is what he's he's uh, he's talking about, what they they they, uh, they admitted that they did. Okay.
2: Around the world. And it's essentially a new social contract we're, we're constructing with the American people because this is not the way we've conducted diplomacy before. But we are now forbidden from using the War Department. In 1948, they also renamed the War Department to the Defense Department. So again, as part of this, this diplomatic onslaught for political control rather than it looking like it's overt military control. But essentially what ended up happening there is we created this foreign domestic firewall, we said, that we yes. have a department of dirty tricks to be able to rig elections, to be able to control media, to be able to meddle in the internal affairs of every other plot of dirt in the country. But this, this sort of sacred dirt on which the American homeland sits, will uh, they are not allowed to operate there. The State Department, the exactly. Defense Department, and the CIA are all expressed.
0: Okay, so what he's saying here is, and, and 17 has talked about this too, that the C-blank A can, you know, say, okay, because of the Department of Defense, we're doing this to, you know, to protect our homeland. So we're going to, you know, yes, we're going to take over the Italian government or whatever. You know, they, They're saying that that's okay. But they don't have the right in the C-blank A to do that in America, to turn their a coup. There this would really a coup d'etat is really that what's that was, that's what that means. That a coup d'etat in, in all these other countries, well they can't do a coup d'etat in America under the CIA, and he's going to talk about well, you, and so okay, what are we going to have as a as a department of dirty tricks? Well, we can't use the CIA because that's really just for outside countries. So we can't use the FBI because that's a that's the department for really under the Department of Justice, really that, that is investigations for the Department of Justice. So what will we use? <laughs> what do we do? Well, we'll have we'll create this ho- department of Homeland Security. And this Homeland Security, which I think it had already been created after 9 uh, 11. But anyway, so let's use that because we can use, you know, claim that that's a, a, a valid purpose. We're trying to protect our country from these people who've been duped into this Russian disinformation. Okay, so now it goes on from saying this is a. Uh, uh they're, they're they're not stopping free speech, they're trying to save democracy. We keep hearing about oh, we've got to save democracy. That's the talking point all over the the mainstream media and all these other channels is you know oh we've got to save democracy so we have to shut down these people who are uh, to, to doing any counter narratives. So that's really a very important point that I it you know I think is very very valid to, to take. So then, in 20, whatever, it's 2016 at the end of, 20, of course, with President Trump winning in November 2016, they realized they had to play Russian uh, interference and, and with it, uh, Trump as a Russian spy. So they would avoid the removal of so they could. Re- uh, avoid the removal of free speech rights. Well, oh, we're not just removing your, we're not removing your free speech. We're trying to protect democracy. We're trying to protect our country from this infiltration into the hearts and minds of the people of these mean old Russians, okay? But when then Mueller, remember the whole Mueller investigation that went on and on and on and on and on? That, was it, two years of President Trump's administration, that he choked and he said he didn't have any evidence that they had uh, uh, you know, that, that the Russians had interfered in the election. They had no evidence that President Trump was a Russian spy. They had, of course, of course, but they finally had to admit that after two years, which sounds outrageous, but that's what they had to admit. I mean, it sounds so stupid, but they still say it literally today. I saw something today where they're saying Russia, Russia, Russia. Okay, right. And so they, they said they. That's where they said, well, we've got to revert to this idea that democracy is at stake and uh, we have to push back because democracy is at stake. Okay, so I want you to see uh, that. But that's at the, if you're going to watch this, that's at the 15 minute mark. If you want to hear more about what he says on that. Okay, so then the 20, at the 20, the 21 minute mark, he talks about the legacy media had control for a hundred years. And you couldn't get a story killed. Basically, whatever they said was what it was. The, the the talking point was going to be, and that was all you're going to hear from every every vantage point. But now with social media, and you know, like for example, with the Tucker interview, two hundred million people saw Tucker interview Putin, and they shocker that next day they have to come out with, oh, Putin killed Dovolny and all this, and he's such a great patriot and blah, 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 which he's really a part of the C-blank-A like color revolution in Russia. Anyway, so you know, you've you got 200 million people watching Tucker compared to, I don't know, what's 1.5 million, some, something like that, that watch Fox News, for example. They cannot compete. We are the news now. Maybe you and I don't have a channel that big, but we together, that's the whole point of us together. And at the end, if I have time, I'm gonna show you from Joel chapter two, it talks about this locust army and that's us. This is how I look at everything biblically. I've been teaching God's word for so long and it's so beautiful to see how the Lord is doing this. He's using each one of us. We don't all have to be Tucker Carlson or this amazing man, Mike Vince We all though push back, with, with, with whatever resources that we have, and, and most of that is social media, like those poor people in Gaza are fighting so hard just just by putting this out on social media. And that is their weapon to destroy these evildoers. And it's working because they're getting, everyone's awakening, awakening to this all over the world. Okay, so here's what he says at the 21 minute mark about uh, about legacy media.
2: ...throughout the 1990s, And so you always had this backdoor relationship between the Washington Post, the New York Times, and all of the major broadcast media corporations. By the way, you know, Rupert Murdoch and and Fox are part of this as well. You know, Rupert Murdoch was actually part of the National Endowment for Democracy. Someone
0: said Freedom Bullets just said that the C-Blank A is captured and controlled entity. They're intertwined with MI6 and Mossad as they are also controlled entities. Thank you very much. This is a, you know. Not, none of our politicians are free to do what they want to do. They're all controlled by this unseen hand at the top who controls all these different organizations. Very, very good point. Thank you for that. And yes, they're, but they're just closer to the top of this power structure. Okay.
2: The coalition in 1983, when it was formed as a way to, pro- to do CIA operations in an above board way after the Democrats were so ticked off at the CIA for manipulating student movements in the 1970s. But essentially, there was no CIA intermediary to random citizen journalist accounts. There was no Pentagon backstop. You couldn't get a story killed. You couldn't have this favors-for-favors relationship. You couldn't promise access to some random person with 700,000 followers who's got an opinion on Syrian gas. And so this induced, and this was not a problem for the initial period of social media from 2006 to 2014 because there were never dissident groups that were big enough to be able to have a mature enough ecosystem on their own. And all of the victories on social media had gone uh, uh, in the way of where the money was, which was from the State Department and the Defense Department
0: but and they, so they've been able to have all of our tax money to run all these operations but here we are we're not you know we're not in this for the money we're in this to 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 save to truly save humanity to save our children and our grandchildren and we you know, you know each one of us having having this the just this this powerful mouthpiece of the social media um and like you said 700 some people have 700,000 followers you know this is a it, And like for example today, uh, what's uh, Joe Rogan had Phil, what's his Dr. Phil on, and they're talking about the border and exposing the truth about the border. The great thing is not everyone's going to watch Tucker, but Rogan is exposing this truth to everyone in the whole world. All the people who are not part of this evil system, they're they're shouting the truth out as far and wide as they possibly can, and this is what they can't stop. That's what's so amazing. All right, so here's here's more,
2: and the intelligence services. But then as that maturity happened, you now had this, this situation after the 2016 election where they said, okay, now the entire international order might come undone. S- Seven years of unified foreign policy from Truman until Trump are now about to be broken. Yay. And we need a the same analog control systems we had to be able to put bumper cars on bad stories or bad political movements through legacy media relationships and contacts, we now need to establish and consolidate within the social media companies. And the initial predicate for that was Russiagate. But then after Russiagate died and they used a simple democracy promotion predicate, then it gave rise to this multi-billion dollar censorship industry that joins together the military industrial complex, the government, the private sector, civil society organizations, and then this Vast cobweb of media allies and, and professional fact checker groups that that serve as this sort of sentinel class that surveys every word on the internet.
0: And we have been up against it, haven't we? And the thing that ticks us off so much is it's our tax dollars that are paying for it. We're fighting our own. <laughs> we're we're paying tax money to have these people fight against us. Outrageous. But you know, we we're winning. We're winning because we are. You know, in one sense. It's, it's about the hearts and minds. We've got more people who are awakening, who are fighting for humanity, who are, you know, despite the fact that they have so much power and so much of the money, that we have more people okay so that's what's that's very exciting and um, oh someone just mentioned make sure to like uh, where whether you're on brighty whether you're on Rumble wherever you're watching make sure that you go ahead and likes because we want to make sure that these this information gets out to people you know a lot of times there's there's information out there that's you know a lot of, a lot of talking but this is really the key Information that people need to understand. So please make sure to like and definitely go over to um, TV. Make sure you join there. Make sure you go to Brideon.com. You can use promo code Melly to get um, is it a, a Brideon store. Sorry about that. Brideonstore.com. Amazing health products by Mike Adams that you can make sure that you are getting healthy products for yourself and for your family. The healthy vitamins that you can absolutely trust. He is a proven patriot who's worked tirelessly to make sure that we get the the uh, the truth. He spent so much money to get the truth out. I just love and pre- appreciate Mike, Adam, the entire Brideon team so much over there. So definitely go to also freedomforce.live. You'll see all my links. Brideon store link is over there. All these other links are over there to help make sure that you get uh, products to detox and all, you know help uh, support Mike Lindell over at MyPillow.com. Use the promo code Melly, M-E-L-L-Y. We have to support all these wonderful, amazing patriots who are fighting so hard. All right. I wanted you to hear about that. Then he talks about, at the 23-minute mark, he talks about GEC. Never really heard of GEC before. Global, uh, Global Engagement Center. That's where the government gives the talking points to the media. And, of course, this comes from that hidden hand up at the top, whatever. This Global Engagement Center gets their talking points. My mom was just saying that. Hey, Mom, um, it was just talking about that, that you start hearing the same talking points on this channel and that channel. Saving democracy here and you hear it there and hear it everywhere. And the first government censorship because, oh, It was to foreign countries at first, so it was okay, it was to fight ISIS, but now it's to save democracy, okay? That's a very important point. So hear hear what he has to say on GEC.
1: So can you give us, and thank you again for this almost unbelievable explanation of why this is happening. Can you give us an example of how it happens? How? Just And just pick one among, I know, countless examples of how the national security state lies to the population, censors the truth um, in real life.
2: Yeah. So, you know, we have this State Department outfit called the Global Engagement Center, which was created by a guy named Rick Stengel, who described himself as Obama's propagandist in chief. He was the undersecretary for public affairs, which is essentially the which is the liaison office role between the State Department and the mainstream media. So this is basically the exact nexus where government talking points about war or about diplomacy or statecraft get synchronized with mainstream media so and may, may, may i
1: add something and to that is someone i i know rick stengel he was at one point a journalist um and rick stengel has made public arguments against the first amendment and against free speech and so oh yeah he wrote a whole book on job. it and yes.
2: he published an op-ed in 2019 he wrote a whole book on it and he you know he made the argument that that we just you know went went over here that essentially uh the the, the constitution was not prepared for the internet And uh, we need to get rid of the First Amendment uh, accordingly. And, you know, he described himself as... He's
0: become completely brainwashed. And so he's someone at this hugely powerful position who makes sure the talking points get to everyone so that they know what they're supposed to talk about and what they're not supposed to talk about. And he is against free speech. He says, oh, because of of the internet, you know, because free speech is actually effective... (laughs) In the past, we weren't, you know, you could sit there. Remember when we were kids, you didn't have the internet. You couldn't get anything out there where it would really reach that many people. Maybe your neighbors, maybe your family. But now <laughs> that that the internet has made our voice so powerful, we can get this truth out. The people of Gaza are getting the truth out. Oh, we have to shut it down. This man, <laughs> this man, Stingle needs to be removed ASAP, doesn't he? All right. So that's the, the uh, we got to get rid of free speech. And so then they used an A use A.I. to plot the language to determine the narratives and who was leading them so they could determine who to target. Like Mike Lindell, like uh, Tucker, like you know, each one of us. We many of us have been banned off of this channel and that channel, and because they were able to identify the talking the talking points that we whether we talked about seventeen or whatever we talked about. I mean, that's what I was going to mention also before. Is that this is what's so great about. Uh, the 17 movement is it gathered together this whole group of people who was in here ready to to get equipped with understanding that we never had before. So and, and, and awaken us to this so that we would join together and and fight in this battle. This is what they were not prepared for. They you know, it was one thing, but there'd be a, a little pocket here and a little pocket there. But this 17 movement is worldwide. And, and it showed us the whole big picture amazing amazing so that's what he was talking about here is the ai plotted we know this we know the algorithms we know about and that's why i'm sitting here trying to say c blank a remember when i was on youtube and i would always have to parse my words and 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 say all the hold up a little paper and all that it still didn't work but the, the the point is that they are able to just with one keystroke just remove all these people and everything that they have to say so it forces Everyone thinks, oh, then the jab must be good because no one's saying anything bad about it. It must be good. All we're hearing is take the jab, take the jab. This is the the, the control they want over the the people. All right, so he talks about that at the 24-minute mark. Then at the 28-minute mark, he talks about this thing called the Atlantic Council. I'm going to have you listen to that portion. And it is really the, the, the CIA director's quote, former C blank, a director. of course, he's saying CIA all the time. So I guess I can might as well say it, but the C blank, a directors that are, quote, former. Well, I don't think you ever retire from this. Okay. So he's saying, he's saying that they are on this Atlantic council and it's filled with those who, And it's also filled with these people who didn't get promotions when Hillary didn't get in. And so what did they do? They were you could tell they were so mad. And so they went over to Europe and and started finding ways to connect with the Europeans so they could censor Americans because it was not allowed to do the censoring of Americans uh, from from the American government. And then they would fire the social media companies um, if they left a hate speech, quote, hate speech. Something against the jab, something against Biden, something, whatever. What something against the, the, the twenty twenty election, whatever. If that was called hate speech, if they left that on for more than twenty four hours, and they would bankrupt those companies, and uh, if they didn't do that, and they say, well, you're you're in big trouble because you didn't you didn't uh, you didn't silence this disinformation. Uh, What's his face? Just said, oh, the worst thing, the worst trouble that we have in America is disinformation. Well, (laughs) I would agree. It's just your disinformation, dude. Anyway, so forced to use them, forced them to use the weapons of mass deletion. That's what a great phrase that Mike Benz coined. Weapons of mass deletion from DARPA that forced them to remove all of our posts. That's 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 us. He's telling what happened to us. We know.
2: U.S., what NextG required was, unless unless social media platforms wanted to pay a $54 million fine for each instance of speech, each post left up on their platform for more than 48 hours that had been identified as no. hate speech, um, they would they would be fined basically into bankruptcy when you aggregate $54 million over tens of thousands of posts per day. And the the safe haven around that was if they deployed artificial intelligence based censorship technologies, which had been again created by DARPA to take on Isis to be able to scan and ban speech automatically.
0: This is, DARPA is the, uh, the original Google, and you know how huge Google is, and how they, they control the internet. You search something and Google comes up with it that quick. So this is, this is basically what DARPA is about.
2: And this, was a, this gave, you know, I call these weapons of mass deletion. These are essentially the ability to censor tens of millions of posts with just a few lines of code. And the way this is done is by aggregating, basically the the field of censorship science fuses together two disparate groups of study, if you will. There's the sort of political and social scientists who are the sort of thought leaders of what should be censored. And then there are the sort of quants, if you will. These are the programmers, the computational data scientists, computational linguistics every university there's over 60 universities now who get federal government grants to do this censorship uh the censorship work and the censorship preparation work where what they do is they create these code books of the language that people use the same way they did for ISIS they did this for example with COVID they created these these COVID lexicons of what dissident groups were saying about mandates about masks about vaccines about high-profile individuals like Tony Fauci or um or uh Peter Dashick or any of these other protected VIP individuals whose reputations had to be protected online. And they created these code books. They broke things down into narratives. The Atlantic Council, for example, was a part of.
0: We know that. We know all this. This is who, this is the Atlantic Council who's been fighting us, creating all these algorithms so that they would be able to, to to shut down our posts. And that's why 17 told us to do memes because they could not, uh, the machine language was not at that point where they could identify what was on a meme. And that's what's so great about this girl who's doing that song uh, for, for Gaza. You, that the machine language for some reason can't seem to figure out a song. And it's 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 kind of a different language all of its own to have a song, and so they they can't they can't figure it out. They can figure it out when you're saying it, but not when you're singing it. It's really interesting. All right, so I wanted you to see that he's talking about this group again. The name of the group is um, the Atlantic Council, and so that's a really important point. So now let's go to thirty-four, where he's talking about the Homeland Security was deputized by the C blank A with their powers. Because they could only use the CIA, Blank A because it was only a foreign for foreign, and they could couldn't use the the FBI because it was the arm of the Justice Department. So they cre- and they created CISA. Now it's spelled C I S A. Uh, it's for Cybersecurity Infrastructure Security Administration. I think that's what it's called. It's whatever. But the point is, it's everyone calls it CISA. It's not CISA. It's CISA. <laughs> Y'all you know, with me? Caesar, as in the Roman emperor. This is how they rule over us. This is how they are our ruler. They're our Caesar because this, this cybersecurity to control the Internet. Are you with me? It's so, these people make me so aggravated. Um, it's supposed to protect the elections, but it makes the rules that misinformation is a cybersecurity threat. So they're the ones controlling the elections, and if and they're protecting the elections, and if someone says that they're, that, they're, that something is wrong in the elections, then that is a cybersecurity threat. This <laughs> is outrageous. Okay, this is at the
2: 34-minute mark. Check it out. little thing called CISA. They didn't call it the Disinformation <laughs> Governance Board. They didn't call it the Censorship Agency. They gave it an obscure little name that no one would notice called the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, who its founder said, we just... Security. We care about security so much; it's in our name twice. You know, everybody sort of closed their eyes and, and pretended, you know, that that's what it was. But it was created by Act of Congress in 2018 because of the perceived threat that Russia had hacked the 2016 election, had physically hacked it, and so we had need we needed the cybersecurity power uh, to be able to uh, to be able to deal with that. And essentially, on the heels of a CIA memo on January 6, 2017, and a same-day DHS executive order on January 6, 2017, arguing that Russia had interfered in the 2016 election and a DHS mandate saying that elections are now critical infrastructure, you had this new power within DHS to say that cybersecurity attacks on elections are now our purview. And then they did two cute things. One, they they said, cyber, they said, mis, dis, and malinformation online are a form of cyber security attack, they are a-
0: That's us, that's why why they hate Mike Lindell so much. This is why they they fight against him and they feel that they have the the, the right to do so under CISA that at each one of us. And even last night when Laura Ingram was in, interviewing President Trump at this town hall, he started to talk about that he did so well in the 2020 and immediately said, oh, and now we, we need to talk to someone in the audience because they have a question. I mean, so she immediately diverted. They cannot, they do not really refuse to let any of that information to come out. And that's what they call this disinformation. And, and, you know, basically she, but what I was just saying before, they get fined $54 million if they allow this inf- this disinformation to come out. <laughs> President Trump knows it and he won't stop. And neither will we. Neither will Mike Lindell.
2: Cyber attack because they are happening online. And they said, well, actually, Russian disinformation is we're, we're actually protecting democracy and elections. We don't need a Russian predicate after Russiagate died. So just like that. You had this cybersecurity agency be able to legally make the argument that your tweets about mail-in ballots, if you undermine public faith and confidence in them as a legitimate form of voting, was now you are now conducting a cyber attack on U.S. critical infrastructure by by articulating misinformation on Twitter. That's
0: why they can call us a, a terrorist, a cybersecurity threat, because we are attacking their election system, which is rigged. Again, don't forget, we have had at the last election, we had 500 of those WMDs uh, that that identify if a machine is attached to the Internet and it helped to secure elections in those uh, 500 locations. Now we are trying to get up to 3000. So go to to support Mike Lindell, go to lindelloffensefund.org. If each of us does a little bit of something, we can all push together to get some, uh, get some of these, uh, these, these boxes that can uh, identify when these things, these, these uh, election machines are on the internet. And also, of course, go to mypillowcom slash melly and get some of the wonderful products that they have over there. That, both of those ways can help support this movement. Now he's talking about, and my time is going to run out, but at the 38 minute mark, he says, they said the mainstream media is part of the democratic institution. When you're trying to save democracy, you have to save the mainstream media. <laughs> well, you can try to save it all you want. But let me tell you something. We're not listening. No one's going back to them anymore. We don't trust them. We see that they've lied to us all of our lives. And we're, and we're not going to be under this Pravda uh, propaganda, not doing it. And But they're calling it part of the democratic institution. Isn't that outrageous? Yeah, th- our lies are part of, makes, makes me crazy. For Pentagon cutouts, uh, four, four Pentagon cutouts were aggregated to stop this disinformation. Stanford University, the University of Washington, Grafica, and this Atlantic Council with those, those C blank A uh, uh, former, former chiefs. And so this these four groups were working together to stop this disinformation. At the 40-minute mark, he talks about they, were co- uh, they coerced the tech firms to censor Americas, Americans, which we've already talked about that. So that 50, you know, $54 million a fine, if you leave, leave this up, for, it was actually 48 hours. At the 46-minute mark, he says they knew the outcome of the election months before and prepared the American people not to say a word. How did they do that? They kept saying, oh, there's going to be a dis, di, uh, disinformation. There's going to be all this uh, 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 we were not going to be able to know the outcome, and all that. How they droned on day after day after day, and so that this is how they prepared the American people to just be be silent. I was actually talking to a, a Vietnamese girl the yesterday, and she's saying you know, that she dares not say a word. They have the people in living in America silenced because they're afraid to say anything because they're afraid something might happen to their people back in Vietnam. Or if they ever go back to Vietnam, they could be in trouble. I mean, they have this run by an iron fist over there. You cannot dare say a word. And this is what they're trying to do to us. So this is what we, you know, we have to keep in here fighting. And and the honest truth is, America is destined to save the world vietnam venezuela iran all these countries we are this is our destiny we have to stand up and fight we have to speak not with guns but with truth speaking out this truth everywhere that we possibly can and you know just asking the lord what do you want me to say when do you want me to say it where do you want me to say it all that so here is um also at the 46 minute okay I want to play the 46 minute mark. Ah, my time is going to run completely out. Anyways, he says the Department of Homeland Security controlled the election and uh, to silence anyone in opposition. The and so basically they're the they're the, the the judge and the jury and they're the criminal. So democracy is no longer the will of the voters, it's protecting the democrat institutions. That's what democracy is to protect the democrat con, uh Institutions, and he's saying, "Well, they work so hard, and they have so many meetings, and they try to get everybody coordinated so that they work with BlackRock and all these big financial players, and all this." Yeah, that's not democracy, dude. It's <laughs> not democracy. That is, uh, those are those are institutions that you people set up, but it has nothing to do with democracy. So they don't. These people, you know, sometimes we think, "Oh, they know." They all know that they're part of this evil system. I think that they get sucked in and just really are just blind to it. I think a lot of them are. There's some people who know, but the, many of them are just thinking, oh, well, this is the way that we, this is the way it has to be run. And I know how easily it can happen. Um, anyway, uh, basically the deep state, the NGOs, the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, all this entire power structure working together is this Democrat institution. The WHO, you know, the uh, the 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 you know, all these 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 uh, the ones that the overlords are saying they're the democratic institution. No, you're not. You're actually the 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 enemy. Anyway, 51 government. He talks about the Aspen Institute. Oh, my goodness. You guys have to watch this video at the 51 minute mark. He talks about the Aspen Institute and they do simulations of how to control the narrative. Government funded group called the Aspen Institute, and this is something that Tucker actually acted like that he had not been aware of at all either, and he says they're simulating how to control the narrative when this, you know, and they're they're trying to control all of us. How do they do this? And this is where we are winning. They are trying every which way to control us, but especially like with with, uh, Elon now having control of Twitter, and he's not banning free speech, it's game over. And then President Trump's, you know, True Social, which now, you know, they can't control him because they took away all this money from him. He sold some shoes and made that up, even if you know, it'll be overturned. But regardless. And then his he's got 10 billion of assets that he controls with with True Social. I mean, they are losing on every every standpoint. All right. My time is running out. I'm going to show you super, super quick the um, Joel chapter two. look at this beautiful verse. It says, um, raise the alarm on my holy mountain let everyone tremble in fear because the day of the lord is upon us it's a day of dark darkness and cloud, uh, gloom a day of thick clouds and deep blackness suddenly okay so it has been a lot of darkness it has been a lot of clouds a lot of evil that's been going on in the world and everyone just you know just been it's been bad it's been it's been it's been Tribulation, no doubt, all over the world. If someone doesn't believe that, then they have been completely asleep. They don't understand what's the the all the death and destruction in uh, Gaza and Venezuela and Iran and China with the Uyghurs. I mean, on and on I could go. Suddenly, though, like dawn spreading across the mountains, a great and mighty army appears. Nothing like it. I'm, I'm making it really big. <laughs> You can't even. Okay, suddenly uh, like dawn spreading across the mountains, a great and mighty army appears. Nothing like it has ever been seen before or will ever be seen again. This is us. You guys, this is this amazing day that the Lord uh, has allowed us to be a part of. Fire burns in front of them and flames follow after. We are burning down all their lives. uh, Behind them is nothing but desolation for them. They look like horses, they charge forward like war horses, look at them as they leap along the mountaintops, listen to the noise they make, like the rumbling of chariots, like the roar of fire, sweeping across a field of stubble, or like a mighty army moving into battle." Fear grips all the people, all the deep state, all the, all the criminals, all the, the the New World Order people. Every face grows pale with terror. This is where it talks about, I love it. That we don't jostle each other. We break through the defenses without missing a step. We swarm over the city and run along its walls. We enter the houses and climb through like thieves through the windows. That's us, you guys. That's what we're doing. If you want to know more about this, go to my, my book. This one is um, this one's on end times major clues from minor prophets. So you'll see all about Joel and Habakkuk and Zephaniah and Haggai. They all told us, and my time is almost completely up. I'm going to pray real quick before we go. Thank you again, Lord, so much for for all that you are doing to awaken us and to use us in this great day of battle. It's never been seen before and will ever be seen again. We're so thankful to be part of what you're doing. Thank you for brighty on DUT TV, trying so hard to get this truth out. And for each one of the people on the, uh, on the Freedom Force Battalion, bless them, Lord, bless their efforts. And uh, we just look forward to this day when when just like you promised this evil system will come crashing down just like the walls of jericho and we will see this beautiful day of peace for a thousand years we pray all this in your great name king jesus amen i love you guys if you're not familiar with the three books these are the ones that go into all about how this is biblical this is the great day we've been waiting for i love you guys i will talk to you next wednesday 10 a.m central on brideon.tv.